So were you able to better prepare yourself after this? Yeah, I think I definitely did learn tools while I was in there. They say that the hardest work starts when you go home, which is definitely true because you don't have the voices of the nurses reminding you of better coping techniques 20 times a day. Um, in the hospital, you usually have a session one day, one time a day with um, the psychiatrist. And then the psychiatric nurses actually act as the counselors and you'll have you know, maybe five, 10, 15 mini sessions with them a day. So it's not like super overwhelming, but just they'll come in and check on you and work together with you on some coping techniques. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, whatever it is, they'll sit with you and work with you on that. So not having that 15, 20 times a day is definitely harder. And it gets harder the longer you're out because those voices kind of you know, fade into the background as you get more out into the regular world and, you know, you come face to face with your stressors, you're back in the environment you were in before you went into the psych ward. So yeah, it's definitely challenging in that way and really important to remember those tools that you were given while you were there and to work on them every day because I think recovery is not this linear thing that you reach a destination one one day and you're just done. Recovery is, you know, small steps towards more healthy living in general. So it's it's a daily process and it's a decision that I have to make every day to remember those techniques that I learned in the hospital and keep practicing them every day because it's like music, it's like anything. You have to practice because if you don't, you'll lose it. Nice. Yeah. Great reminder. Great reminder. Um, and I, I'm learning the same thing actually myself. Grounding meditations, um, gratitude moments, block out 15 minutes in a morning to to unplug and, and go outside if you can, or find a real nice, quiet, meditative corner and just practice 15 minutes of gratitude a day. And it, it, it really helps out things like that. And you made, you made a really good point is, is you have to make that effort. You have to remind yourself to continue to make those steps and, and accountability buddies, a specific support group. You know, reach out to those people and say, I need your support through this. I need your, you know, that's, that's hard too. to the strength to be vulnerable and to let other people know you're vulnerable. Kudos. Kudos. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. And I think people give up too fast because they'll, they'll try meditation or something once and they'll be like, oh, this isn't working. I just suck at this. But it's like anything. You don't just start and you're awesome at it. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit down at a piano for the first time and start busting out Mozart. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got to start with chopsticks oh, or maybe. something. That'd be impressive, but <sighs> yeah, most of us mere mortals have to work at these things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and what's what's really cool about this, and I didn't realize this until I until I actually like started reading the uh, promotions and and the liners for your book and stuff, but this all happened really, really recently. So this was just a whirlwind. How are things going now? What What do you have on deck for the foreseeable future? Things are actually going really well. Like I said, it's a process and I work at it every day. 
A big thing for me is finding purpose. So, you know, taking that pain and turning it into purpose. So for me, it was writing the book and trying to educate people and and help people who are also going through it. Because I think a lot of times we focus on, we focus so much on recovery, which of course is the end goal, but we don't really talk about the darkness that we had to go through to get there. So I think when you're in that darkness, it can be a really lonely place when nobody will actually talk about it. So that was kind of finding my purpose was to actually talk about that darkness in the book and now working on a new album and things like that. And I'm hoping to do kind of a sort of a different tour than anything I've ever done before where I actually share my music in kind of or my my story and kind of like a talk interspersed with music to kind of hopefully reach some more people and make it a little bit more accessible I guess so that's kind of my plans for for the near future and yeah just trying to really focus on that purpose because I think when we don't have that purpose we lose a lot of self-worth and and then we're depressed and we think why are we why am i here things like that so really focusing every day on okay why am i here what is my purpose here and what am i going to do each day to leave the world hopefully a little bit better than i found it i like that you know and that that's one of the things that touched me um it's one of the things that i one of the reasons I started Seizure Salad was very similar to that in that there is all there's always that the focus on the cure, the focus on on the recovery, the focus on, you know, I I went through a lot of what you did and now I'm, you know, here's my success story, here's the here's the overcome, you know, immeasurable odds to come out on the other side. And you always hear about that. If I did it, you can do it too. But nobody is talking to the people that are in the midst of it and saying, saying, you know what, this sucks. I know. And let's let's talk about the dirty, ugly things. Let's linger a little bit in the graveyard. Let's linger a little bit in the junkyard. Uh, just a little. You know, we don't have to set up camp here. But yeah, let's talk about the dark stuff a little bit because because nobody is. And... I think that's I think that's beautiful that you're doing something in that nature because I think the world needs that. I think the world needs that because so many people that are in that hopeless despair see those people that are like, I overcame this and this and this, but well, okay, you're the exception to the rule. This guy's the exception to this guy's a superhero. How the hell am I going to do it? You, Yeah yeah exactly 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 kind of hate them almost like (laughs) (laughs) whatever just shut up i don't want to hear it like when you're actually going through it because nobody's like yeah it sucks and it was hard and it was messy and it was ugly and it was you know i did some awful things and and things like that no nobody just everyone's like oh well i made it through so you can too no sometimes it just sucks and that's okay yeah yeah it's almost like that kind of story is almost condescending to the guys and girls who are still in the depths of it it's almost condescending it's almost like like well if you're not doing it you're a loser you know what fuck you man (laughs) yeah totally i hated that like you'd i remember like being at my worst and i'd go on social media or whatever and you know there's all these influencers like oh you know 
you can get through anything, tomorrow's a better day, all this, like, bullshit, and I was just like, I don't want to hear this, it's, it's crap. Right. And it just makes you more isolated. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much.